Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office supplies at huge savings? Yeah, Digitex does that. D I G I T E X dot C A on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Game night tonight. Rogers plays Battle of Alberta. Oilers' fourth exhibition game on a date in which they reassigned 13 players, four on waivers. Uh, those are obviously vets in their uh, beyond their entry-level deals. And then nine other guys down, uh, including Tyler Benson, Cooper Marodi, and Caleb Jones, who are hoping to crack through. This is Oilers Town. Bob Stauffer live in location. So we got the Oilers and Flames on 630 tonight. The Edmonton Eskimos, Hamilton Ticats, Morley Scott, Dave Campbell, Blake Dermott, uh, the birthday boy himself who uh, just got a, uh, a happy birthday from the great one. Not bad. Uh, Brendan Escott will be over at the uh, Eskimos game. That game will be on Kissin' uh, for you. So a reminder there. And uh, and then the orders will fly to Cam- uh, Kelowna. I'm sick of Kamloops because that's where Brendan's from. So there you have it. Uh, Edmonton Oil Kings, we'll hear from Brent Sutter. We just heard from Wayne Gretzky uh, talking a bit about the 87 uh, Canada Cup, 84 and 87 Canada Cups, which is where we are going to start at this time with Elliot Friedman brought to you by the River Cree Resort and Casino again who's live anyways taking place on the 28th and uh, Elliot is in downtown uh, Toronto and he's driving like a fine Albertan which means he's cutting people off in his truck just kidding uh, Elliot uh, how are you doing well I am a very aggressive driver but that one was not my fault <laughs> Uh, how often does your wife give you heck when you drive? Actually, she has one move where if we're driving, especially on the highway, because I like to drive quick, um, where if someone breaks, and I joke with her that, you know, we're driving on the highway here in Ontario, somebody could break in Edmonton, and she'll be breaking for the, bracing for the collision. Like, someone way ahead of us will break and she'll be like reaching for the door and i'm like what like the guy's not even close we're not even close to them so she thinks i'm a little bit too aggressive uh for uh the last 12 years i worked with uh, jj hebert uh who yep. uh you know it, it, not an easy job being a communications guy on a team that missed the playoffs in 11 of those 12 seasons and uh, nope. it, jj did his best and uh hey i'm a demanding guy we have a show year-round elliot called oilers now but he used to joke whatever we'd land because uh he said stoffer you are hammerhead hank when it comes to driving on the highway when we land at the end of each road trip so um, it's you know, it's 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 all those years I worked up north, Elliot. You know, there there weren't a lot of RCMP up there, and you could get away with driving, you know, 150, 160 on the highway. So it's all good. Hey, we those ju- days are gone. Yes, photo redder. 
What's with this Fodar radar thing anyway? It's it's like illegal in Arizona. Did you know that? What? Uh, Fodar photo radar is illegal. We'll have to move there then. Yes, no kidding. All right, uh, Elliot, for the River Cree Resort and Casino. Let's get right to it. Hey, we just had Wayne Gretzky on. Uh, we're going to hear from Brent, well, Brent Sutter a little bit. back to follow. Yeah, well, uh, we sandwiched you between, uh, hey, the good news for you is you're on before spec, so imagine how he feels. Oh, well, he's terrible. <laughs> All right. Uh, do you, how old were you in the 72 series? Because Wayne says, you know, my dad will tell you that was the greatest hockey ever played. I was two. I was, uh, my, my second birthday was the day before Henderson won game eight. All right, so you probably I was uh, I was in grade one, which uh, took place between the ages of six and nine for me. So anyhow, I digress. I mean, I do remember '72. I actually watched the uh, game eight in my class in 1972. Uh, but 1987, uh, and maybe we'll go '84 yep. and '87 because obviously you watched uh, those two events and the '87 series, and that's part of why we had Wayne and Brent on. And uh, yes, they were both on the '84 team, but uh, yep. that '87. Do you think that was the best hockey that was ever played, Elliot? It's the best hockey I ever saw. I would say that. Like there were some. Like I remember one of my favorite games I ever watched was the semifinal in '84, where uh, they where they scored in overtime to beat the Russians three to two, or the Soviets back then three to two in the semi. That's one of the greatest games I ever remember watching. But '87, those final games, that was the best hockey I ever saw. No question about it. It would be tough for anything for me in my lifetime to beat that. What made it so compelling for you? Well, I mean, there were three great games, right? Like, people forget game one. Canada was down big, like 5-1 or 5-2, and they forced overtime and lost, right? Yep. So that was a great game. And then the second game was double overtime, and the third game was one in the last minute. So, like, I, I just – all those games were close. They were incredibly competitive. It was it was Lemieux and Gretzky playing together at the height of their powers. And, you know, I think the other thing was that Canada was down big early in Game 3. They were down 3 nothing, and they were down 4-2. to two. Yep. And I just remember that was, the, that was the game of, like, the Dale Howard Chucks, the Rick Tockets, and I think Brent Sutter, too. It was Brent Sutter on that line, yep. It pulled Canada back, and uh, it was just great, great hockey. You thought they were going to lose, like you really did. And at that time, especially with Gretzky, you didn't think Canada was ever going to lose. And that one, you thought they were going to lose. Absolutely. All righty. Is it different now because Canada, look, I think we can agree. The Russians, I mean, Wayne just said he thought the Russians were deeper. Uh, I think the rush, I mean, obviously they had the advantage because they played more as a team, but they also had a skill advantage. And nobody would say that today internationally. Nobody would say that anybody has a skill advantage on Canada today, would they? No, nobody would. I think the difference now, too, though, is, is Bob, is that the mystery's gone. You know, since the world has changed a lot since 1987, you know, and also so has technology. For example, like I have a buddy who's a big Ranger fan, and he would go online and he would occasionally watch Kravtsov's games. And you couldn't do that in 1987. You, all these guys would come over, and by then, because we were older, we knew who they were. Because you know, Larry Onovan played a lot, Fatisov played a lot. 
but you didn't really know a lot of their guys, and you never saw them play except for at the big tournaments. Now you can see all these guys, but you're right. You know, now Canada is 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 just as skilled as when we thought we went away from it. We went back to it. Our players are incredibly skilled. What we have is the depth. We're still the deepest hockey country in the world, and I think that makes the biggest difference. For the River Cree Resort Casino, we're joined by Elliot Friedman. Elliot, uh, last Friday, and I want to circle back to this. You were on, and you were tip, you were hinting, strongly hinting that something was going to happen to Marner. Well, it happened, and Toronto, yeah. Toronto went in. Sportsnet and TSN went full blown Leafs coverage on Mitch Marner. Did the Leafs get a deal, or did Marner hammer them, or is it a fair deal? Look, I, I, look, I think Marner got a great deal. I, I mean, who can argue that? He didn't get a great deal. He got a great deal, and he got it all in bonuses too. He's, I think he's making seven fifty a year, and the rest of it's all in bonuses. To me, what Toronto got was they got six years, which initially Monter didn't want to do. Right. And I, I think for that team in a Canadian market, it's worth the peace of mind. Like there's people here already talking about. Matthews is going to leave to be a UFA in five years. He's going to go to Arizona or or L.A. or wherever. And my reaction to that is, like, it's five years. We could all be hit by buses in five years. God only knows what's going to happen. Right now, they have a situation where their guys are signed and they don't have to have... Like Last year was really tough on that team and those players. All the contract talk, it, it was a factor in that group. I absolutely know it was because players have told me. They paid a premium. Marner's going to make a lot of money. I don't begrudge any player getting paid whatever they can get. Me neither. Toronto signed him to a huge deal. What they get out of it is they get a peace of mind and they'll take that. Now they've got to find and develop players. That's the big challenge. We're joined right now by Elliot Freeman. So Toronto's situation is somewhat resolved. I think that's fair. Uh, yeah. They can, you know, between, uh, what is it, Clarkson, um, Horton. Horton, and who's hurt? The the Hyman, right? He's hurt as Hyman's well. Hyman's hurt, and Dermott won't start the year. He's hurt too. So there's your $13 bucks. So they're yep. going to be able to fit it in. So they've got some resolution to their situation. There is a yep. team that we're, the Oilers are going to see. For now. The Oilers are going to see the Jets again on Thursday night. and. Yep. Dustin Bufflin's whole scenario. What can you tell us about that? Then we'll get to the RFAs. But let's start with Bufflin. Well, I, I, what I heard with Bufflin, and I wrote uh, a, a bunch about this yesterday, is Bufflin had a bad ankle injury last year, it, and it, it was just a consistent problem. He missed about 30 games. And he was planning on coming back. You don't bring your kids back to Winnipeg and enroll them in school if you're thinking of retiring. And what I heard was that he started to skate, and he just didn't feel good. And um, you know, right. I, I, I think, and I, and I think what happens, Bob, is that you know you you're not if you don't feel great to the start of the year. And I think he told them he needed a break, or he was thinking of maybe that was it. And they told him to take time, and that's that's where we are right now. All right. Uh, we apologize for that. There's a press conference that's going to get started here downstairs for uh, uh, a peewee uh, playing for the Quebec uh, peewee tournament where Guy Lafleur became a legend way back in, I don't know, the early 1960s. Uh, we're oh. jo- yes, we're joined by Elliot Friedman. Uh, Elliot, so 
if you're a betting man, does he end up playing Big Buff? I don't know. I, I, I really honestly have no idea. Um, you know, uh, I, I'll tell you this. When I initially heard about this, my answer was if I would bet, I would bet probably that he's not. But I've had a couple of people reach out to me and say it's too soon to say. I mean, him and Kevin Chivaldayoff, they're really tight. They have a good relationship. Right. I think the Jets will be patient. They know how important he is, and uh, I think they're going to take their time. All right, we're joined by Elliot Friedman. Elliot, so Patrick Liney got caught making some comments. I know he's reached out to Brian Little. Uh, the Jets have about $16 million in cap space. They'd obviously have a heck of a lot more if uh, Big Buff decides to shut it down. But they still don't have Line A and Connor signed. They they are in a, a, a different position, I think, than any other organization in the league because they got two guys that they're waiting on right now. That is true. And the other problem there now is that, you know, somebody was saying to me the other day that if Bufflin retires – it probably solves your problem if you want to do it that way. You can right. you can bring those two guys in. But until you know, you don't know. Right. So Bufflin sits there and until Buff until they know I'm Bufflin, they don't know if they have that money or not. So and the other thing that's actually a factor is because Bufflin's hurt, um, you know, he may not have to retire. He may just go on L T I R, you know, God only knows what's going to happen there. But I just think that they're not sure because they want Bufflin to play, and if he does decide to come back, that's going to be an issue. They El- can't just give the money away. Elliot Friedman joining us right now. What's with the? Is there something going on with Finnish players? I mean, Rantanen, not close. We believe he's not close, or is he close? I don't think they're that close. You know, I'll tell you, Bob, is like you look at this. So Marner last week... The news gets out about what he turned down, and two days later, he signs. Right. Besser, the news gets out of what he turned down, and a few days later, he signs. I'm curious about this. As a reporter, I think it's great, because the more information we can get out there, the better it all is. Okay. I can see some teams and players not liking this very much. They, you know, and Marner lived in Toronto, so that's the unique thing. Like, Bester doesn't live in Vancouver. Randon doesn't live in Colorado. Lonnie, obviously, and Connor don't live in Winnipeg. It's interesting that, you know, I, I think some people saw what happened with Marner, and they're like, okay, if that can work there, maybe this can work for us, too. All right. So, but, I mean, we got... Uh... But Rantanen, I don't believe, is close. Okay. The standard caveat, it could all change with one phone call, but I don't believe it's close. Same with Line A. I don't think it's close. Connor, I'm not as certain. I I think they've been trying to talk, but I don't know if it's getting any traction. Okay. And Braden Point, uh, Rich, or Rich, I was going to say, Jerry Johansson, was on uh, Sportsnet Radio in Vancouver yesterday morning and said they're not close. And I know the last time we had him on the show, which was, I don't know, a week and a half ago, two weeks ago, he said it wasn't close. I mean, these things can change. but cause... Well, I think the thing that's really interesting about those two particular cases is that Colorado and Tampa are teams that don't bend a lot. Right. They're willing to go to a certain point, and then they say that's enough. And so uh, I'm – and in Colorado's case in particular – 
they've told Ratton they'll make him their highest paid player, but there there's a limit to how far they'll go past McKinnon. Right. So that's the thing that Ratton has to test. And you know, Colorado's history is they don't budge. They go to a point and they don't budge. Same with Tampa Bay. So that's another layer to all of this. What's going on in Calgary with uh, Kachuk? I think they're they're apart. I think you know Calgary may have to trade a player too once this happens. Um, you know, last I heard, they weren't that close. Frolik is the obvious, is he not? There, there was definitely a. He was definitely out there. Around the draft, I heard there was a deal with New Jersey, but it didn't happen. So I don't know where that stands right now, but he probably would be the obvious guy, yes. All right. Uh, Look, Elliot, we know that the players have uh, not opted out of the agreement moving forward, right? So we're not going to have a work stoppage between now and 2022. Correct. What do you think can be done to ensure that they can take that beyond that? Well, I think I think now one of the biggest questions is they, they went a week in a row of negotiating before that. How serious is everyone going to be about negotiating now? Like it's we're only human, right? Right. Um, you know, you you don't have to do something, you don't do it. The deadline's not there. I think that's going to be one interesting question. Uh, I heard at the board of governors meeting the, a cap of somewhere between eighty four and a half and eighty six was potentially brought up for next year, but but I've had numerous people tell me they are expecting that the cap will be brought in for the next two years uh, and to alleviate the player concerns about how much they have to hold an escrow, I, I was told to expect, to not be surprised if it goes up $2 million each of the next two years, but we'll see. Um, I think if they get that sorted out, the escrow... It's by far the number one challenge. I have to tell you this, though. Like, you know, I didn't think they were going to get anything done about bonuses this time around because they just didn't want to do too much major surgery to the deal, Bob. Yep. I think I think the Marner contract, again, put that issue to the forefront. Why is that? Well, because it's so heavily, it's so bonus-laden, right? Yep. So I, I think there are teams that every time they see that, they go... They, they go all googly-eyed. I personally don't care, but I'm in the minority of on this one. So let me ask you this, Elliot. Are the Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl deals that Pete Chiarelli signed a couple summers ago looking pretty good for Edmonton? Well, I, I mean, look, McDavid, to me, is the most underpaid guy in the league. And he'd be fine with that, right? You know that about him. Well, I'm, I'm not knocking him in any way, shape, or form, but uh, as, as far as I'm concerned... You know, Connor McDavid at twelve and a half million dollars. I mean, it's 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 a bargain. Like you, that guy could make anything, and I think he would deserve it. I don't think anybody would argue it. it. They worked out to be very good deals. That's why I'm a big believer, Bob. Like I had some people complaining about the Shabbat deal to me this morning. Yep. And I'm like, what 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 do you have that's a problem with that? If you have a cornerstone player. You lock them up for as long as you can, as quickly as you can, because for those players, the salary never goes down. Elliot, we appreciate your stuff. Thank you for being sandwiched in between Wayne Gretzky and Mark Spector, which is the great one and the great one. (laughs) That's very good, and I know how you're spelling great. That's fantastic. All right. Awesome, Elliot. Take care, buddy.
Yeah, you have a great week, my man. Yes, from NHL Hockey and Rogers and Sportsnet, Elliot Friedman, it's 12.54 in Edmonton. We'll take a two-and-a-half-minute break. This is Oilers Now. This is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. 12.57 in Edmonton. Guests on the show, Oilers Now, receive certificates to Roos Chris Steakhouse. Follow the sizzle to Alberta's own Roos Chris Steakhouse, 9990 Jasper Avenue. Tell Maggie and the staff that Oilers Now sent you. And we've got a couple road trips coming up. They're in the second half of the season. We are going to New York with uh, our friends at New West Travel. That one's sold out, but we got a trip to Chicago and a trip to Tampa Bay in the second half of the year. The trip to Tampa includes a five-night Caribbean cruise. Chicago and Tampa packages include lower bowl game tickets. We have welcome receptions. We have some great guests that show up for those events. For the orders now, Chicago and Tampa Bay trips, call New West Travel, 780-432-7446 or online at newwesttravel.com. You can text us 630-630 on the Heartland Ford text line. Uh, Jared says, Bob, did you know that each team has a salary cap of $15 million in the KHL next season? They are slowly changing to NHL ice as well from Jared. Thanks for that. Another text coming in. Uh, Bob, you had Wayne Gretzky on. I was at the last game in 87, drove from Peterborough, stood outside for tickets. Boys were down 3 nothing. Then Norman Rochefort nailed a guy's standing ovation for most of the rest of the game. The Cops Coliseum was shaken. And that comes to us from uh, Brad. Out of Drayton Valley, Alberta, Bob, 150 clips in a crew cap, uh, clicks in a crew crap pickup with a fist on the back. There you go. You can text us at 630-630. Tweet us at Oilers now. Hey, Bob, uh, one more for you. Why don't you ever talk about the Oilers with Elliot? Well, we do, but just not today. There we go. We already gave you the lineup. We'll revisit that around 120. Mark Spector at about 107. Off to a global news weather traffic update. Hylian Bell. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.